0: This podcast is a presentation of Gateway Fellowship, Paulsville, Washington. Experience community, find hope. Check us out at gatewayfellowship.com.
1: And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit, re- my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength in his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever.
0: All right. Hey, Carver, come here for a second. Come here. Yeah. So Harper Foshnott, didn't she do a great job? So awesome. So Harper, um, how old are you?
1: I am 10.
0: You're 10 years old. Yeah. And so that's what grade? Fifth grade. Fifth grade, so who's your teacher?
1: Mr. Parrott.
0: Mr. Parrott, do you like Mr. Parrott?
1: Yeah, Yeah? he's really nice.
0: You like all the teachers at Gateway, Mm -hmm. don't you? So you go to the Gateway schools here? Yeah. Yeah, good for you. So what's your favorite Thing about Christmas? Uh,
1: spending it with my family.
0: Spending it with your family? Did your yeah. dad tell you to say that? No. No. <laughs> no. Because your dad didn't know I was going to ask you these questions, did he? No. So, who does most of Christmas shopping in your home, your dad or your mom? Mom. Mom does. Yeah. Does dad do any? He
1: does some, but not as much as mom.
0: Does he go with the gift card thing, like I told Mario? No. 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 He does a really good job. Yeah 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 so your christmas tree is it up yeah is it so when did you guys put your christmas tree up
1: uh we had to redecorate it because our dogs ripped off the christmas lights but you
0: had to redecorate because a dog yeah. ripped them off yeah <laughs> no kidding <laughs> what kind of dog do you have
1: i have two of them and they're pit bulls
0: oh really yeah they're mm.
1: they're mixes
0: yeah you like them yeah they're adorable they're a good, good dog but they ripped the tree down
1: yeah
0: did they did they get in trouble yes what did they get one in, of my
1: dogs put himself in time out
0: i was just gonna i was just gonna ask you that question did you put them in time out
1: no he put himself
0: oh he put himself in time out yep. How does a dog put himself in timeout?
1: He brings himself into a different room. Really? Yeah.
0: Do you ever do you ever get time out? Yes. No, sometimes. you don't either. <laughs> Bailey, your sister, more than you?
1: Sometimes, yeah.
0: Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You did such a great job today. And we didn't even have these questions at the early gathering, yeah. so you didn't even know about them, did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you did great. Thank you. Thanks, Harper. Would you give her another <laughs> hand? Yeah. Did you enjoy the story from Pastor Shelley? Yeah, I know you did. And Yeah, yeah. And as I, you know, I, I just got this eerie feeling when I'm down here. These people are going to go away, and they're going to enjoy the story, the kid's story, more than they are the teaching. <laughs> you know, but that's okay. That's okay, because I'm right there with you, and there's some extra boxes. I'll probably get in trouble for this, but if you have kids at home, or I guess, you know, well, hey, Shelley's not here. Take them with you. I give them to you. How's that? Well, Harper just read um, the Magnificat, or what is more commonly known as Mary's Song in your Bible, and so we've been talking about that over the last number of weeks. So this is the fourth Sunday of Advent. If you kind of walk through Mary's Song, it really divides in the the four different parts. There's the praise and thanks to God for all He has done for Mary, so you see that. The attributes of God, talk about those in just a moment. And they have been our focus over the last number of weeks, you read about God's sovereign action in dealing with, with people, and we know God as a sovereign, powerful God. And then God's mercy to Israel. And so over the last number of weeks, we have focused on the attributes of God. And we've also asked this question like, so how do I apply these to my life? My life? And so as, as Bible readers, I hope that what you do um, and what I, I do and I attempt to do at every day is to ask this question, how does this apply to my life? So um, I'm, I'm reading, and you're reading, but we're stopping and asking, how, how does God's word change me? How does it apply to my life? So that's kind of the question we've asked as we walk through the attributes of God. So we, we, we've talked about the holiness of God. we talked about the power of God. Last week, Morrow did a fabulous job teaching on, on, on the mercy of God, but today I want to talk about something that maybe you've not really considered before when you thought about God, because I suspect... Then when we, when we think about God, for some of us, we think about God out there somewhere, right? I mean, like God's out there. And we, we often think about his presence in our life because we know that God lives in us, right? So the Holy Spirit lives in us. So we think about God's presence. We talk about that. We talk about, uh, we do talk about God's, God's power, you know, how he is able to change things in life. And he's still a miracle working God. But have you ever considered God's arms? His arms. His mighty arm. That's that's what the Bible talks about. God's sovereign action through his mighty arm that has done tremendous things. Now, some of you use the NLT version. I typically teach out the ESV version. But the NLT version, if that's your chosen version, says this, his mighty arm has done what? tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and the haughty ones. And I suspect as we come to the end of another year, there are some of us that will look back and will go like, I can see where God moved and acted on, uh, on my behalf. And we may not say, you know, God's mighty arm has done tremendous things, but we will know that he worked on our behalf in all of life. And so that's how, that, that's how the Scripture reads. He's done tremendous things in, in Luke. How about NIV, if that's your chosen version? He, he has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost things. So we have the mighty arm of God who did tremendous things, and the mighty arm of God performed mighty deeds in our life so again the question have you ever considered god's arm his outstretched arm at work in your life because that's what i want to talk about today And and i would pray that for many of us a brand new realization of god's sovereign work in our lives, he who does not have an arm that is shortened or ear that's deaf to our cry. We will talk about that in just a few moments. But Isaiah speaks of the greatness and the tenderness of God. So just listen to it. In Isaiah chapter 40, verses 9 through 11, "O Zion, messenger of good news, shout from the mountaintops, shout it louder, O Jerusalem, shout and do not be afraid. Tell the towns of Judah, your God is coming." Yes, the sovereign Lord is coming in power. He will rule with what? A powerful arm. See, he brings his reward with him as he comes. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lambs in his arms, holding them close to his heart. He will gently lead the mother sheep with their young. So the message here is that God was coming to restore his people. He is a sovereign Lord who is a powerful and conquering king. And so when we talk about the powerful arm of God or the mighty arm of God that does tremendous things or does mighty things, that's exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about his strength at work in our lives, his strength. So the book of Isaiah, we read about the strength of his arm and his works, Isaiah chapter fifty-nine, verse one: Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, or his ear dull that it cannot hear. And I know that for some of us, there are times in our life when we th- when we think this like I, I pray to God. I even beg God, but it just seems like he's not doing anything on my behalf. And so it kind of feels like God is way up here and he doesn't hear me and I'm way down here. But God, why aren't you doing something? And that's where we sometimes find ourselves. Isaiah chapter 62, verse eight says, the Lord has sworn by his right hand and by his mighty arm. Isaiah 63, 12, who caused his glorious arm to go at the right hand of Moses, who divided the waters before them to make for himself an everlasting name. Can you just imagine that moment when God's mighty arm changed things? But in this passage in Isaiah, God is also pictured as compassionate. As he carries his lambs in his arms, holding them close to his heart. When I read that and began to consider that, my mind immediately went to maybe yours, to the 23rd Psalm, where the Lord is my shepherd. He leads and he guides. And we get this beautiful picture of the tenderness, the caring, and the compassionate God. He's pictured as strong and mighty. He's pictured as compassionate. And so the picture is this, a perfect balance between strength on one hand and, and, and tenderness or compassion on the other. That's the God that we serve. He's mighty and he's powerful, but he's tender and compassionate all at the same time. One commentator wrote this, "...all this power is employed with great tenderness on behalf of his people, leading them back from Babylon to the fold in Jerusalem." All this power is employed with great tenderness on behalf of his people. And I think sometimes we get the wrong picture. That Yeah, I think God has a mighty arm, all right. Yeah, I sure do. And, and we're just waiting for the hammer to drop, right, because that's the kind of God that we, we have pictured. And maybe that comes out of our, our own history with our, with, our, with our earthly father. That's the picture that we have. So that's the picture we have of, of God. That is not the picture, picture that's presented in Scripture. He's a strong and mighty God, but tender. And compassionate. We read in the Bible of God's outstretched arm. And what we're seeing is his sovereign involvement in the world alongside and displayed in mighty acts of power. And we read about them in the Bible, but we see them even in the world today. God's outstretched arm at work, his sovereign involvement in the world, and his mighty acts of power. In Exodus chapter 6, verse 6, Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians and I will deliver you from slavery to them and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. So there are, there are just um, three acts here that I would just draw your attention to. Number one, I will move you out from under this burden. I'm gonna suggest that each of these three um, are applicable to you and me in our life. I will move you out from under this burden. I will bring deliverance from the position you are in, and I will redeem you, or redemption, to purchase back something that has been lost. I will suggest to you, that's your story, and that's my story, that he is the one that, that delivered us from this burden that we were born into called sin, He has delivered us from that position that we were in, and he's redeemed this. Romans says God sent his son at just the right time to save us, to save lost people. Later on, Moses is reminding the people that it was the mighty arm of God that had delivered them, not their own strength. Now, I don't know about you, but have you, have you done this? You've been reading the Bible, and you see, like, God's mighty axe, right? And, like, his strong arm, like, he's, you know, he's parting waters. He's providing manna, water from a rock. And you're seeing all of these things, and then you see the people just kind of forget them. Have you ever? Do you ever think about that? Go, like, how could you forget that? How, how could you forget that? But but they did, and so Moses is reminding them in Deuteronomy chapter four, verse thirty-four. He says this. He goes like, "Has any god ever attempted to go and take a nation for himself from the midst of another nation?" Just just think about now, the passion that he might be saying these words in. Has there been any other god that has done this, that has taken a nation for himself in the midst from another nation, by trials, by signs? by wonders and by war by a mighty hand and arched-stretched arm. So you go like, have you have you ever seen it? Have you seen it? And by the great deeds of terror, then he says it's all of which the Lord your God did for you in Egypt. Well you just say like just stop and think about it for a second. <laughs> like, have you ever seen this happen over here? No, you haven't. It's only been the mighty arm of God, and humanly speaking, maybe the thought comes to your mind. What came to my mind is like this: like, what an arm, <laughs> what an arm. How many football fans? Don't be shy. Raise your hand. Okay, some bunch of you. Okay, um, have you ever have you ever been watching a football game? And you're like, wow, what what an arm? Yes, like you got to be kidding me. Like. W- that far and that, that accurate? Right, so let me, I have a test for you, are you ready? I'm gonna ask you this question like, what is the largest, longest completed NFL pass according to NFL.com? Okay, you ready? I'm gonna ask you now, I'm gonna give you the answers. 10 yards? No, we're, we're not talking about the Denver Broncos, okay? So anyway. <laughs> um, okay, um, what's the longest completed NFL pass according to NFL? Okay, how many say 10 yards, raise your hand? Uh, nobody, okay. 58 yards. Anybody? Balcony? You guys? Nope. Uh, 70.5 yards. Okay. Few. Few. Okay. Look at the youth. Really? Students? Okay. Keep your hands up. 70.5. Okay. 81. Really? 150 yards. (laughs) Dave, put your hand down. Okay. 150 yards. Okay. Um, are you ready? The The answer is, what an arm. There it is. For Arizona. Pressure coming. Mayfield able to get away. And now he'll uncork it for the end zone. Ball in the end. Hail Mary. The answer is 70.5 yards. It was answer to give yourself a hand if you chose that right there. 70.5 yards. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield beat the Baltimore Ravens in 2020. Oh, what what is that? Okay, fine. How let me ask you a question. How do you experience the mighty arm of God? How do you experience it? So I was thinking like, okay, what's the best way that I can illustrate the the mighty arm of God and his work in our life? our behalf and that was a hard one so i i, I thought i thought about it and i thought I, here's what i'm going to do i'm gonna think about my team now, I, I got i am blessed with the the best team honestly that guy that a guy could have the pastoral team and then everyone at every level they it, is they're they're all amazing and so I began to think about who who amongst my team is the strongest the M- muscle bound, maybe. Um, th- perhaps the one who has has never ever lost. Always oh, a winner. And then I thought I-, I thought of somebody. He's known as Sledgehammer. Would you welcome him to the stage? Give Sledgehammer a hand. Would you do that right now? Yeah, here he is, right here. The strongest person on the staff,
1: right here. And somebody's going down today. So I'm talking about strength
0: and power comes from right
1: here.
0: Oh, Oh, yeah. Let me ask you, Sledgehammer, have you ever lost? Never lost a day of my life. Born a winner. Don't even know what it means to lose. Let me ask you this. Why is it Sledgehammer.
1: Because I put too many people's arms all the way through
0: the table. Just like that. Just like that. All right. Well, I tell you what, today's the day. I think this is your day to lose. I'm looking for somebody. You pick out somebody. I'm looking for somebody. And I tell you
1: what, it needs to be somebody of my stature, my physique, my strength, my power. It's one of the students, one of you. Who's it going to be this morning, huh? Eh? Ah, I see who it is. I want
0: you, get oh, on up here right oh, now. Oh. You are my whoa. man this morning, Let's get it
1: on, let's get whoa. it on, come on.
0: Riley, whoa, 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 whoa. let me ask you this, whoa, 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 whoa. Have come you, on. you ever arm wrestled before? Yes, You have. Times. Many times? Have you ever arm wrestled Sledgehammer? Yes. You, many times? <laughs> so, someone like, here, hold one. on a second. Me. Just hold on a second. We've got to kind of level things up here just a little bit. Here you go. OK. Well, if I'm going to give it okay. a cheating, that's fine. Whatever. There you go. All right. Now, here's the deal. OK, what do we got? Uh, uh, hold on. How many believe Sledgehammer is going to win? Oh, Raise yeah! That. Oh! What? <laughs> You, what is that? You don't have very many fans. How many think Riley's gonna win?
1: Oh please!
0: Well, you got a lot of fans of out there. All right. Are you on my count? Notes. I'm gonna go. We're gonna go like three, two, one, and then you're gonna go. Okay, over the top, baby. Over For Mario, top. sledgehammer, yes. Riley, yes, yes. Okay, here we go. I see you. Three. Two, one, go! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> no! Oh oh. Oh, oh! oh yeah! Feel Whoa. the power! Feel the power! No! Come on! Oh. Come on! Come on! No! I feel it coming! Oh, I feel no. it coming on! No. no! 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 Come on, Riley! Come on! Riley. Oh. oh yeah! You went down. That's right. You know what? I don't think that was very fair. We're
1: going double
0: round. We're going double round. Double round. We're, that, that, was, that is not fair. That, One and done. No, put your arm right back up there. Well, if I'll tell go you what. Down again. I've got a, we have a helper. We have a helper. Are right, you ready? Oh, what? Whoa. Can you believe? Look at those muscles. Let me see him again. Please. Whoa. Look at that chest. Sledgehammer, are you ready? I'm going to take it. Riley, down. are you ready? Here we go, Riley. No now. All right. Let's see what happens. On three, two, one. Let's see how it goes. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Oh,
1: Oh, wait. Oh, what? Oh,
0: oh, yeah! The wow. sledgehammer! Yeah! Sledgehammer! Yeah! Yeah, sledgehammer went down, sled and we hammer. have the championship trophy for Riley. Give him a hand Ow. there! Yeah! Boom! Yeah! Yay! Boom. Thank you there! Ow, Take him off the stage! <laughs> good luck! Uh, good job that one time! Next no. Time. <laughs> well, <laughs> Shelly says, you've got to make it interesting for the kids. Anyway, <laughs> let me ask you a question because I think honestly, um, that little thing is a little bit of an illustration of our life. I really do. How so? Well, I think sometimes we're, we're trying to do this thing on our own. Like we're trying to win this battle on our own and it's not working. For some of us, you know, that was maybe the story this this past week. Um, For some, the Christmas holidays and, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, like they're really, really hard because of different experiences in life. And we get that. But you're trying to make it on your own. For some of us, we're facing challenges in life. You know, you got a phone call this week. Some. I know some who have. Um... There's something you just can't figure out. And what you're doing is you're doing this on your own. But the good news is that he who is mighty lives in us, comes, along, comes alongside us because he lives in us, and he is the one that gives us the strength to win the battle. I love Jehoshaphat, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, right? We can't win this battle on our own. So I want you to give you three ways that I think all of this applies to us, just three things that you can remember. Number one, power, everybody say power, power, Power. like he's a God of power and strength. Just listen to the scripture, all sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm, nothing is too hard for you, oh God. When I look around at all of life, and I, you know, the stars, the sky, everything look, that was your power that did that. It's his power that is available to you and to me because he lives in us. We got to stop trying to do it on our own. Number two, he's our shield. You ever think about a shield? So um, you see a warrior with a shield, and you know, he's got it out front right there to kind of protect him. From whatever is coming forward, what about what about behind him? What about the sides? Well, I love how the Psalmist speaks of the shield of God. He says, "But you, O Lord, are a shield. Here it is about me." And so now we get this picture that this is not in front, but about me, protecting me from anything and everything. God, you're a shield about me. You're that strong, and you're that mighty. And then finally. He is the one that cares for us he cares for us power shield care listen to this passage he tends his flock like a shepherd he gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart he gently leads those that have young i'd like for you to insert yourself into that passage because that's who you are on the one hand we have his strength his might and his power on the other hand, we have a compassionate, tender shepherd that carries his lamb. So, I want to ask you a question. I'm going to pray. Where do you land today? So, maybe you're that one that has been trying to do it on your own. And we just need to know and realize again, it's his spirit, it's his power that comes alongside and helps us in every battle. And we win. We may not always feel like it, but we win. We win. It's his battle, not, not ours. Maybe you're that one that thinks like I'm just like, I'm just like, like, I'm in this battle alone, and I feel like I just have a shield out front here, and I'm trying to keep everything away from me. Well, no, he's a shield about us. Wherever you are, he is. He's around you, he guides you, he watches over you, he protects you as a loving, caring shepherd who tenderly watches over his flock. Let's pray. So, Father. As we um, sit here this morning, there are some of us, I I know that that struggle, We, we, we are believers, God, we believe in you, but we, I think we're not always, I don't think we always got it when it comes to your mighty arm and your deep desire to protect us and watch over us and God, for some of us, we just need need to give in to you. We need to give our lives to you in these areas. We're trying to do it on our own. It's our own strength. It's our own might. It's our own power. Would you just remind us that's who you are today, is who you are. And your spirit lives in each and every one of us. You give us the strength we need each and every day as we look to you. So I would pray that if we're right there, that in this moment, would you say, God, you be my strength. I'm I'm gonna give you this. I've been trying to do it on my own, but I give it to you right now. And we see the good shepherd as the one who tenderly cares for each and every one of us. God, we receive that right now. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. To stand together, shall we? Oh,
1: come, all ye faithful! sing choirs of angels sing in exaltation sing all ye sick.